99.9 KISW, The Rock of Seattle. Well, today is a big day. It's the 50th anniversary, the golden anniversary of the release of the iconic Pink Floyd record, The Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, yeah. Wow. You know, up until today, I always thought it was just called Dark Side of the Moon. And then I started reading some stuff and there's like, they made it a point to say, no, it's, it's the album is called The Dark Side of the Moon. I think it's because of the Facebook and stuff like that that we just take the the V off a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was like, it kind of like almost didn't change anything drastically for me, but it was just almost like, oh, it has a different vibe when I think about it as The Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, I don't think I've ever called it that. Yeah, I just, yeah. I think we just shortened it for the longest time. Like when I'm like, well, you listen, oh, Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. It is still on the Billboard charts. I mean, amazing that it came out 50 years ago. Yes. A half a century ago. And it's the longest charting record of all time. And, of course, we here at The Rock, we got to celebrate this big occasion. So the 50th anniversary tonight, Taryn at 6 o'clock, uh, she's going to be playing the entire record front to back, nonstop from 6 to 9. So that nice. you, you'll be able to tune in and hear this. That's a big three-hour window, just nonstop, dark, the dark side of the moon being played. And it's not a three-hour ra- record. It's, no. uh, it's like 45 minutes. So that means she's just going to cram it in as many times as she can. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this is, uh, you can listen on the radio to this or go online at KISW.com on your smart speaker or on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey. That's, uh, you know, the dark side of the moon, Pink Floyd. We're going to, it's so weird to say the dark side of the moon. I don't want to say it. I'm, yeah. I got to say it. So, yeah. And a few months ago, Roger Waters was on the Joe Rogan podcast and they, they were talking about uh, the dark side of the moon. And Joe asked him, said, hey, man, um, you, I mean, the record matches up. It's like, what about how it matches up and syncs perfectly with the movie The Wizard of Oz? The synchronization with The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> is bullshit. Is it bullshit? Yeah, of course it is. I mean, it may not be. It may be if you do what they say, but it has nothing to do with us, okay. any of us. Nothing to do with anyone in Pink Floyd or anyone who wrote or recorded any of the music. It's something that somebody thinks maybe it's cosmic coincidence and it's true i do like the story though of the cop in louisiana following a bus and it was weaving about the road a bit and so he pulls it over opens the door <coughs> nearly falls over there's so much smoke coming out through the bloody door he goes in eventually gets to the back of the bus where there's a private compartment he opens the door and goes in and there's willie nelson and he, and the story is that willie nelson is listening to dark side of the moon I'm watching The Wizard of Oz on the TV. <laughs> and I don't believe it for a minute, but I like the story. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that he's like, I don't believe it, but it's a great story. That is a great story. What if I, it's true, though? I mean, I, crazier things have happened. I could see Willie Nelson getting all stoned and somebody tells him the story. Because the lore was, oh, the band's playing along while watching dark side of the moon uh, watching wizard of oz and that's how they're able to make things sync the way that they do like when the change of color in the movie and the change of the music it's like everything kind of fits perfectly it's like they intended to do that yeah it's wild if they didn't it is just amazing how somebody thought of mashing up those two to to to, to actually have it work that way um i love that and because i that, never thought though that they purposely did that i always thought that was just a happy coincidence it's an amazing coincidence it is you know when you think about the cosmicness i mean you've got two amazing icons that somehow work together and done done what almost 40 years apart i think you know but uh, i remember when we were in college and we did we, we took some mushrooms and we experienced dark side of the moon or the dark side of the moon and wizard of oz and we're, minds were blown and then we had like one of those multi-CD players, and the next CD was a Fish record. And uh, so it picked up 
right after Dark Star of the Moon played, but the movie was still going. And that record was going along with the movie, too. We're like, uh, what's going You know, in our so heads. probably you were high. Yeah, and I think he's right. It's like a cosmic coincidence, sure, but not intentional. I don't know if you noticed, by the way, even Roger Waters said Dark Side of the Moon. He was like, he dropped the V as well. I know. <laughs> so, I, get, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to say the yeah, Dark Side of the Moon. They probably don't even care at that point. But I remember, dude, we would borrow our friends, this girl in our, our dorm, down the hall, we would always bug her because she was a big fan of the Wizard of Oz. So we kept saying, "Hey, can we borrow your movie?" Because none of us had the Wizard of Oz. We're like college kids, a, but also like none of us were fans of that movie. And we kept borrowing it. She's like, "This is so cool that you guys love that movie so much." Oh yeah, she and has we, no idea. We never told her why because nah. she was kind of like this pure kind of like you know she didn't seem like the type of person that would be like cool with it until one time she came over to the room while we were watching it. And we're tripping, and she walks in, and she's like, "What are you guys like?" She freaked out on us. Oh. She was so mad that we were watching it for the wrong reasons. Oh, That's so funny. she was really what you thought? She, she never was, loaned us the movie again. I was gonna say, was she a film buff or something? She was like a Disney uh, film, wow. like you know, like like. She, I don't know. I know that Wizard of Oz is not Disney, but you know, like that was. Yeah, like, yeah I know what you're saying. Old old timey Hollywood. Yeah, like those kind of fun movies yeah. in in her world. Like yeah, so. We were using it for the wrong reasons. Wow. And she never loaned us the movie again. Oh, man. Yeah. I love the fact that I, I, I didn't know this. Uh, you, 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 um, I don't know if, how many people know Alan Parsons, like from the Alan Parsons Project. I bet a lot of people know him because he's the guy, his band wrote the song that the Chicago Bulls would come out to back in the day, the glory days of the oh, right. Chicago Bulls. Remember they had that, that iconic music intro for when the Bulls would come out and play. So I, 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 I didn't know that was him. All yeah. these years, I didn't know he did that. Uh, didn't do it for the Bulls. The Bulls just used the song. Yeah. I, I I don't think I realized that was... I don't know why I didn't realize that. Um, I think it was Alan Parsons' project. I mean, I, you, may, you may be right. I, yeah, I serious. Was, yeah, the I was completely serious. oblivious to that. Did not know that was the Alan Parsons' project. Yep. And um, I didn't know this either, that Alan Parsons worked on Dark Side of the Moon. He was the engineer for the album. I I didn't know that either. I didn't know that, but I knew that he worked in the in the recording industry before he became like a... A rock star. And he had an influence on Pink Floyd using real sounds throughout the record, including the real clocks that you hear in the intro for time. Huh. Uh, and here's David Gilmore and Rick Wright on how Alan came up with the idea and how difficult it was to accomplish this all in real time. We were doing time. He suggested we might like to have these clocks. My memory of it is just this room full of tapes rolling around because without any sort of computer help, everything had to be done manually. Getting all the clocks to chime at the, at the right time. And then the, the very critical thing of tapes starting at a specific moment, which is all done with hand signs and stopwatches. It is amazing. That would be uh, so fun to be able to go back in time and watch the recording process of that record. I still don't understand how they make some of the sounds they made on that record. Yeah. I, like, you, like you said, because they didn't have uh, help with computers. Yeah. So that to do stuff like that in real time, uh, I, you know, it is it is so impressive. I feel like a lot of weed was smoked while they were recording well, this album. Well, you know, you got to have some inspiration. Um, so, again, we're talking about uh, the 50th anniversary of Pink Floyd's The Dark Side of the Moon. Now, it's the lukewarm topic of the day. Again, it's 50 years ago, and it's a record that still, to this day, is on the Billboard charts, which I don't think any record's going to be able to say that that's the case. You know, it's well, one day Taylor Swift will be able to say that. 
Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Sadly, yeah. I'm joking, but I think yeah. I'm, I might not be wrong. Yeah, you might be right about that. Well, until until that happens, yeah. Pink Floyd's got that. And uh, based on this, we want to know. It, it could be music, movies, television, any type of entertainment. We want to know, in your mind, what is something that will forever stand the test of time? Call us or text us at 206-803-ROCK. That's 206-803-ROCK. Tonight at 6 o'clock, Taryn, for three state hours, is going to... She's going to play that album in its entirety back, and so multiple times. So uh, if you really, really just want to, you know, get in the mood, Willie Nelson style, you got three hours to do so with Taryn tonight on The Rock as we're celebrating half a century mark, the golden anniversary of The Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. And maybe time it. You got to grab The Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. Wait for the third lion's roar at the beginning on the MGM thing and then hit play. So I don't know. Maybe you got to get Taryn on the phone and be like, hey. When are you going to hit play on that first song? Yeah. Although someone said you go on YouTube and actually somebody already has already synced it, the, the album and the movie, so you can just watch it on oh, YouTube that way. Oh, nice. Which I'm not, I'm not shocked. Yeah, of course. It's yeah. got to happen that way. Um, and this is, you just brought up The Wizard of Oz, of course, and uh, two, two iconic pieces of art connected like that because uh, The Wizard of Oz is one of those things where, man, I think it will always... It will t- it will stand the test of time just because of what it was. I think a lot of people don't even know how special the Wizard of Oz is for what it did. It it, it actually did something that was never done before. Yeah, and um, was it to change the color? It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like I think the first color movie ever uh, ever shown in theaters. If I'm not mistaken, full full length color movie ever shown in, in theaters. I mean, the movie's trash without Pink Floyd's The Dark Side of the Moon. That's but, true. You know. but, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. So that's what we're asking, man. You know, standing the test of time, Pink Floyd's, uh, look, it's still on the charts, billboard charts. So the dark side of the moon has proven it has. I think the Wizard of Oz is another thing in the entertainment world where you could say that has stood the test of time. So many plays and movies and spinoffs and everything based on that world. How about you? What is something that you believe will forever stand the test of time? 206-803-ROCK. Call us. Text us. Uh, Someone texted in the movie Office Space. Seems more and more realistic every day. Well, I hope that is. I hope that's the case because it's a great movie. Yes, and I hope that does stand the test of time. You know, it's funny watching it and seeing the outdated technology. You know, just like how weird the night. Like, oh my god, that's nineties yeah. tech right there. It's a little bit of a time capsule of the nineties. Yeah, which it was like that was my time. Whenever I see Office Space, though, I just instantly think of Comedy Central because I feel like there's like there was a period of time on Comedy Central at least once or twice a week they were showing Office Space. It was just like that was the movie. I, almost like they only had the rights to Office Space. So like, oh, we're gonna show a movie. It's Office Space again, and so, then it became half baked. Like they were just like they would just rotate these random yeah. movies. Oh yeah, and it's I, I I would like to think so. It's a great movie. I love Office Space. So I, I I myself think it stands the test of time. But you know, you it's not just me that gets to make that call. So it said standing the test of time. Twinkies. Ooh. Is that oh. because they don't go bad, or is that because they're just they're always good? Yes, you right. know, <laughs> yeah. we hadn't talked about food, but yeah, I mean, Hostess for a year they went down and they weren't making anything because the company had issues. But somebody bought them, and, and now they're back, and and they've really, I mean, boy, Hostess is just like just supercharged all the classic cupcakes, Twinkies, and you know all that stuff. And, and, and how, you know, it's tough in the world of TVs and movies to think what would stand the test of time unless you talk about a franchise, not necessarily one thing of it. Yeah. But the franchise. Well, I mean, I feel like Seinfeld is one of those shows that is standing the test of time because you keep hearing random people that are in their 20s quoting it. I mean, obviously us 
like the Gen Xers, we will forever quote it. And sometimes it's like too much to our dismay when we find out someone is not familiar with the quotes that we're using. Like, what? You don't know that? <laughs> but like, there are still a younger generation of people that, because of syndication, still watch yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah, I mean, you, they know of it. That's for sure. And, yeah. and you're right. It's on everywhere, somewhere, every night of the week. And, you know, it's, what, 30 years old now, I think? We're pretty much getting close to it being 30-ish, maybe even getting close to 40. We don't need to talk about that. I know. <laughs> well, when we're talking, like, you know, Pink Floyd is 50 years old. I think of, you know, I think of Star Trek, which is, like, getting close to being 60 years old. Jeez. So, and it's still around. I mean, it's the franchise is still around. There's multiple shows on Paramount+. Plus. So I got to give that an iconic yeah. nod because, I mean, that's, I mean, the original show is is really hard for new people to watch. It, it, no matter what they do, because, it, again, it's 60 here, almost 60 years old. They need to old. watch the Tribbles episode, and then they'll find out that the show is great. The yeah. Tribbles episode is definitely a, it's an iconic it's episode. It's like the only episode I watched. Yeah, it is. It's it, it, cute it, little furry animals. That, and it was. It was, a, it was like, you know, it was a comedy episode, which they didn't really do many of in the series. So, so. is it at Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's one of those records where once I start playing it, I'm like, I'm good to listen to this all the way till the end. Yeah. I can go for that, Which man. is funny, though, because like, you listen to the production of the record, and the production is very dated. Because just how like how it's recorded, the drums and all that, but not in a bad way. It's like it's like again going back to being like a time capsule. It's like late eighties era of production for an album where it's like just everything just sounds big and bombastic, and it's like. But I, I couldn't imagine that album sounding any different way. Yeah, that's what made it iconic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vicky, how about you? Anything that you say? Okay, I believe this is iconic. And I'm basing this off of what little kids love. Still, and what I see at the stores every Christmas, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and it's Charlie Brown. I'm so happy to hear that. I was uh, for a second. I thought you were trolling BJ and going to say Baby Shark, and I was going to be like, <laughs> do, 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 do not do, bring do, that do. up. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Brown is awesome. Tatum now wants a beagle. Oh, oh no! Nice. Oh, she wants. Wow. To, she basically wants us to have like an entire like you know. Dog form. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, the cartoon dog. Pretty much, but right now the beagle is 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 one of the top ones. That and the cockapoo, oh. because of Sky from a oh, of course, oh, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, she's going to be sad because beagles really don't look a whole lot like Snoopy. No, <laughs> they really don't. I was actually really sad when I found that out as a kid. It's like what that doesn't Dude, look like a beagle. If you ever want to like like if you ever have an urge to watch so Charlie Brown shows, man, Apple. I know they have the rights to it. I did not realize how many Charlie Brown shows there are. Oh, yeah. Current ones that have been made, ones from like the late 60s, the origin story of them getting Snoopy. Like, I've seen them all now. Yeah, and uh, it's and, and Vicky, I am so happy to hear you say that because I love Charlie Brown. And Danny, when Danny says Charlie Brown is awesome, because I, I hope so, because, I mean, it was so much a part of my childhood to think that kids are still digging it is awesome. My kid wants me to be Charlie Brown for Halloween. That's amazing. Aww. I think it's because of the hair. <laughs> well, and, and really, what an amazing accomplishment from Charlie for mm-hmm. Charles Schultz to create a, a comic strip that has and a character has lasted this long. A guy in his sixties and a three-year-old toddler. Yeah, and I both love Charlie Brown and Snoopy. Between the Halloween, I think Thanksgiving and the uh, uh, Christmas specials, I feel like that's what keeps it alive yeah. for sure. I guess we have to throw Disney in there, don't we? Then 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Disney Forever. Yeah. 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 Mouse and all that crap. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Really. I mean, Actually, we just mean Disneyland, but yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, when you think of Mickey Mouse and all the characters, they're 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 at yeah. least fifty years old, if not more. Oh yeah. Uh, so you, you know, it's funny. Like she loves Minnie and all the Disney characters, but has zero interest in watching any shows that feature those characters. Oh, it's changed. Yeah. The Lily Lily was super obsessed with uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse for the longest time, and I thought, oh, she'll be a Disney fan her for life. Hot she doesn't dog, even hot watch. Dog, hot Diggity dog. Yeah. She doesn't even watch Disney, she, like even movies anymore. No. It's just a different stage, which is weird to me. But yeah. it's like that would take, like, she doesn't care about watching any of the shows, but she wants to wear her mini pajamas all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Mouse is 95 years old. Oh, wow. I didn't realize he was that old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He well, for his age. Yeah. That's <laughs> iconic. <laughs> that wins. I mean, that wins out of everything, really, as far as the duration. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, look what they created with that mouse. 